Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth, starting a brand new chapter in our study of the book of Mark, uh, a book of action, a book where we see Jesus on the move, things that are happening, and I hope that things are happening in your life as you follow the Lord. Got a not quite a postcard today, but I'm going to count it as a postcard. Uh, I get this a little note from one of our precious young boys in our church uh, on a Sunday every now and then. And this is from Colton Gardner. Colton is a six-year-old in our church. He says, Pastor Skelly, you are a good preacher. I listen to your preaching. And he has a heart from Colton. And I want you to see the incredible drawing. Do you see that? Does that look like me? (laughs) My wife would say, yeah, those skinny legs, I guess. But uh, there it is. So thank you, Colton, for that kind of postcard today. Uh, We're in Mark chapter 10, as I said a moment ago, and we're in a a section of Scripture that uh, is just one of those sections that is so important because it deals with a big societal issue, and yet it's controversial because uh, the truth of God's Word is often controversial. So let's find out what it says, and what, how we can apply it effectively to our lives and to our ministries. The Bible says in verse number one, And he arose from thence, and cometh into the coasts of Judea, by the farther side of Jordan, and the people resort unto him again. And as he was wont, or as was his custom, he taught them again. So really chronologically in the life of Jesus, we're nearing the end uh, of his public ministry. Uh, We're going to eventually wind up in Jerusalem, and there uh, Jesus will be crucified. He's already talking about that uh, to his disciples. He's talking about going to Jerusalem and suffering many things of the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. He's already told them he's going to die And he told them he's going to rise again. So he's been very explicit about the mission of Messiah. And yet, uh, they're not understanding. We've we've been talking about this now for a few episodes. Uh, Their preconceptions have gotten in the way. But that doesn't stop Jesus from continuing to teach and answer questions and clarify. The Bible says specifically that he's in a region that is along the Jordan River on the farther side, on the other side of the Jordan River. If you were to look at a map from the days of Jesus, you would notice that this section is called Perea. And what's interesting is that Perea was was married with the section that we call Galilee as far as being under the, the rule of a man by the name of Herod Antipas. And that name should mean something to you because we talked about him, this one of the sons of Herod the Great, And when the kingdom was divided after Herod died, then Herod Antipas was ruling over this region, some uh, by the Galilee, other part here in the place that we're talking about here on the farther side of Jordan in Perea. Why is that important? 
Well, because remember, Herod Antipas was the one that had John the Baptist imprisoned. He's the one that responded uh, not well to the message that John had preached about him essentially committing adultery by marrying his brother Philip's wife. Now, why is that important? Because we're about to talk about marriage. And no doubt the critics of Jesus are trying to foment problems with Jesus and the political leadership. After all, was it not Herod Antipas that exercised his political power to have John executed? And no doubt that's what the opponents of Jesus are wanting as well by bringing up the topic of divorce. And we're going to see that here as we read on. So look at verse number two. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? So to put away is just another way of saying to divorce, putting away. That's a biblical term. Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife and notice their, their, their reason for asking the question. And that's very important. Verse number two, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? So they weren't really interested in an answer. Uh, they weren't really looking for Jesus to clarify the Bible to them. But what they were doing is trying to put Jesus into a no-win situation. So think about it. By asking a question about divorce, in, one, in, in the one place, if Jesus said divorce is absolutely wrong under all circumstances, uh, then what's going to happen is Jesus is going to alienate himself with, with Herod because Herod divorced and remarried. And John said it was not lawful for him to have his brother Philip's wife. So that's going to get him into that kind of trouble, or at least that's what they're thinking. Um, and then if Jesus says, no, no, divorce is okay, well, then you know he, he is going against what the, the law says. Uh, and so Jesus is kind of in, in a no-win situation, at least it would appear. Look at verse number four. They said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. So, I mean, it seems as if the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 through 4, kind of made this concession that people can get divorced for any reason. And Moses said, that's okay. Uh, when, when the Bible says Moses said, that's kind of a, a metonymy for the law says, God says, because Moses is the writer of the Torah or the, or the law. So, hey, the Bible says that you can basically divorce people for any reason. Is that true? I mean, so in either way, whatever answer Jesus gives, it seems as if he's going to alienate himself. Remember, that's exactly what these people are trying to do. And this is not the only time they do it. So they do this throughout the ministry of Jesus. And as we get closer to the actual week of his death, we're going to see that it's a full court press. The Sadducees come after him. The Pharisees come after him. The Herodians come after him. Seems like every disparate group comes after Jesus. And in every situation, uh, they probably wish they had not because he just makes them look bad. So here, uh, the question is posed. Uh, they're quoting the Bible uh, in their question, almost like they're taking the moral high ground, much like the devil when he tempted Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, quoted the Bible. 
hey, cast your foot, uh, cast yourself off uh, the, the the temple for it is written. He will give his angels charge over thee. And I mean, the devil knows how to quote scripture out of context, but to hear uh, they, they quote the scripture and they ask Jesus the question, what is he going to say on this important matter of divorce and remarriage? Well, look at it. Verse number five. And Jesus answered and said unto them, for the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. So Jesus knows exactly that they have some nefarious motives. And Jesus knows exactly that their question is not well-intentioned. So Jesus says, let, let me tell you why Moses wrote that. And, and Jesus has full authority to give us the rationale behind Scripture. After all, he is the living word, is he not? And he is the giver of the word. Moses wrote the word of God. Jesus is God. So Jesus said, the reason why those verses are included in Scripture is not because this is God's intention that somehow man could arbitrarily say to his wife, I'm done with you. I don't want to be with you anymore. Therefore, I divorce you. That was never in the mind of God. That was never the original intention of marriage or of God in creating, creating man and woman and, and creating the institution of marriage. No, that was never it. No, Deuteronomy 24 is dealing with the fact that God it concedes that mankind is has a hard heart. And so to protect the woman who is being uh, dealt with so mercilessly, uh, God gives us some laws for the protection of the innocent. And I'm not going to get into the whole situation there in Deuteronomy 24, but the point is that the law in many cases was written, especially the, the civil law, as a means of protecting otherwise uh, classes of people that were largely taken advantage of, like slaves or like women or like children. And God was protecting them. So uh, this law was given not as a template to represent God's desire, but as a concession because mankind is so sinful and has a hard heart toward the relationships that he ought to be celebrating and the relationships he ought to be guarding. So look at verse number six, where Jesus said, hey, the reason why this concession verse was written was because of the hardness of your heart. But now look at verse number six, but from the beginning. So Jesus goes back to the first intention. He goes back to the bedrock. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave. Uh, that's an inseparable bond. To cleave unto his wife and they twain, the two of them, shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So Jesus at once says, yes, those verses are in the Bible. And yes, a bill of divorcement was uh, allowed. There was an allowance, but it was not a requirement. And it certainly was not the, the first intention of the Lord and does not underscore God's purpose of marriage. Because God's purpose in marriage is that one man 
and one woman would be united and therefore inseparable for life. So much in this passage that just speaks to our societal problems today. First of all, there are two genders, uh, male and female. And, uh, and there is one definition of marriage, and that is a man, a biological man, and a biological woman who have come together in holy matrimony for the purpose of procreation and pleasure and honestly honoring and serving God. Uh, they, they too can accomplish more than what either one of them separately could have had not God brought them together. And what a picture and what God has put together. So in the marriage covenant, there is a commitment to each other, I do, I do, but there's also the covenant commitment to the Lord. It's that triangle, right? It's God and man and woman and God, what God has joined together. So in that marriage commitment, it is God that's doing the joining. It is God that, that, that designed and defined marriage. And Jesus is coming back to these bedrock principles about what marriage is. Because until we understand what marriage is, we're never going to understand you know, what these exceptions are. It's kind of like our Christian life. We have to understand who we are in Christ before we understand what we ought to do for Christ. Well, who we are drives what we do. So in marriage, what a marriage is drives what we ought to do in marriage and what the marriage priorities are and how carefully we ought to guard that bond and not flippantly or arbitrarily uh, disband it. So I, I think all of that is preparatory to some of the things that Jesus is about to say and some of the things I want to say right now, but we don't have time uh, to finish. So we're going to quit right there in verse number nine. And we're going to come back to this important topic uh, next episode, beginning at verse number 10. So would you join us for that as we continue talking about a hot button issue and yet a needed issue and something we ought to understand years before we ever get married. So listen to this, teenagers, young people, single ones, because this is God's opinion about marriage and Jesus' clarification on the very first institution that God ever ordained the marriage relationship. So I hope you'll uh, join us next episode. For now, have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.